Welcome to the Foreclosure Deals Coach Podcast. The real estate market is shifting. The time is now. The Foreclosure Deals Coach Podcast is your home for the mindset, tactics, and tools needed to break through your limiting beliefs and find freedom by investing in foreclosure deals. Don't buy a house, buy a deal. You need to get into this right now. And now, your host, the Foreclosure Deals Coach, Donnie Corum. Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Foreclosure Deals Coach Podcast. I am your host and Foreclosure Deals Coach, Donnie Corum, recording live from our downtown Colorado Springs studios. Thank you guys so much for joining us each and every week on the Foreclosure Deals Coach Podcast. We've got some ground to cover, and I got to let you know there's some stuff happening in the finance market, and a lot of people aren't super excited about the finance market, okay? Money, unless you're really into it, is not super sexy. Shooting straight with you, okay? But there's some stuff you've got to understand about what's happening in the private equity market. So I'm going to try to keep this punchy and educational as we do each and every single week. We are obviously going to do our weekly deal analysis. We're going to cover all the ground today. So stay tuned. Some cool stuff is going to happen, but we do got to cover some ground on the education piece so you can understand what is happening in the private equity market that's really going to affect your real estate investment career. As always, we're going to open up our show today with a quote from the the infamous Mark Twain. And, you know, it's funny, my producer, right before we started the show, he's like, hey, are all of your quotes from Mark Twain? I'm like, no. If you listen to the last couple of shows, though, it kind of seems like they are, Chris. So I'm like, I'm saying I could see how you might pick that vibe up, but that's not the case. Okay. I just happen to like these quotes that are coming down the pike right now. And I want to start every show with getting your mindset in the right place. This is about the mindset, the tactics and the tools that are essential to becoming a professional real estate investor. That's what the whole show and basis is. So let's jump into that. We got this quote here from Mr. Twain that says, keep away from people who try to belittle your ambitions. Small people always do that, but the really great make you feel that you too can become great. Now, I got to tell you, as a young investor many years ago, I am so thankful for my first mentor who really adopted this, maybe maybe not even knowing so, but just the mindset that anybody can do what we're doing here in real estate investing. This is not limited to the super rich, the super intelligent. It comes down to having the right information at the right time to make the right decisions. But once you have that combination of things Literally anybody can make a solid living and build a portfolio using foreclosure investing. Why? Because the essence of it is actually quite simple. Buy low and sell or rent high. Okay. You got to find the right deals to do so. I use the Privy application each and every single day to hop into my market. We're going to do a deal analysis session as part of the show today. Um, but that's a tool that everybody has available. That's not limited to the elite or the wealthy. There was a time when the market was limited to the real estate agents who had gone through the education and gotten their real estate license, and now we're utilizing that real estate license to get access to these deals. But today, they are available to everybody who wants to invest in the application that allows you to see deals right there in your local market. So don't, don't think that this is limited. You can absolutely do this. You just got to start finding deals. 
Once you've found the deals, you've got to be able to analyze those deals. The cool thing about Privy is it helps you to do that too. Okay. So your first two steps are already being banged out by one software platform. If you're looking to get started with Privy, you're going to want to get, use my affiliate link, please. It's bit.ly forward slash FDC Privy. And then you'll be able to get the Privy application and find deals in your local market starting today today you can get deals in your market you don't wait for anything and that analysis that trading that understanding is going to carry for years to come you don't just hop into the stock market okay or cryptocurrency or any of these trading platforms and suddenly find expertise that is simply not how it works we're making a major purchase in the investment of a house but you need to kind of day trade the market or if you will fictionally trade the market by getting privy and analyzing deals on a consistent and when i say consistent i mean daily basis that's what's going to make the big difference in your growth and becoming good at investing in real estate if you're just going to be passive about this and as deals come along i'm going to look at it etc you're going to find it very difficult to make progress but when you get the privy application and you're analyzing deals each and every single day once again by going to bit.ly forward slash privy and getting uh, signed up for the privy application you will be seeing deals that is going to change your mindset it's going to change your ability and my job as your coach as that quote pointed out is to let you know that there's no reason for you to think small you want to surround yourself with people who are elevating your status and that's part of what i do in the coaching is make it clear clear that anybody who really wants to do this can do it. You just got to get the right mindset, tactics, and tools, which is what we cover each and every single week here on the Foreclosure Deals Coach podcast. Okay, let's get into the nitty gritty. I got an article. We're going to post it the show notes, but it basically is the private equity outlook in the face of macroeconomic headwinds. Now, if that's not a snooze fest, I don't know what is, okay? Walter's Kluwer, um, it was, did it. And they're basically an accounting tax and accounting firm. Okay. So I, I'm sure it's just a very boring office to work in. No offense to Walters Kluwer, but these guys are doing the deep dive research into the market. And the guys understand the foreclosure and investment market is run largely by private equity funds. What I mean by that is you're not getting residential mortgages, Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, et cetera, investing in that space. Generally speaking, this is investment capital being provided by private equity funds. So what they've seen in recent months, not too unexpectedly, is that there's been a massive slowdown in the deal volume that these private equity funds are are, are deploying capital in. And they mentioned why in the article factors like high inflation, supply chain crisis, interest rates, and, and the war in Ukraine even have all contributed to a decrease in deal volume and lower overall equity valuations for sellers. What that means is your lenders are a lot more gun shy right now than they have been in the past. Whereas I can tell you, and I mean this sincerely, I was getting phone calls weekly basically asking me to deploy capital for hedge funds into real estate. And it's really hard for me to turn down money, right? So the money's coming in. I'm finding deals. They're funding those deals. It was going great. We were we were running what we now know as a runaway train, but at the time, it seemed amazing. The capital was there. The deals were harder to find, but I had a system for finding them, and it was functioning. And the private equity market was so eager to deploy capital that it was very easy to come by that capital. Well, now that things have slowed down a little bit and the default rate is up, people who bought properties, 
properties at the height of the market or having trouble selling those properties, I can vouch for that personally. I've got seven deals that we're having trouble selling right at this moment. And it's a little scary right now, if I'm being perfectly honest. You know, it's a rough time for those of us who are investing in real estate because if you bought at the wrong time, we, I can't discount them far enough to get them sold. So I'm going to kind of have to wait it out. And that's difficult because I'm at a very high interest rate on these, uh, these capital investments. So. We're going to get through it, but my point in sharing all that with you is if you're getting into this now, you're going to be buying at a much better spot because things have gotten less expensive in the market. We're finding better deals, and the deals are sitting on the market much longer. In the past, if there was a, I mean, if there's an iota of a deal, if it was remotely considered a deal, it was gone within hours, and there was a bidding war, and it was going to get pushed up to mass proportions because that's just where the market was. You were actually competing with retail buyers in the wholesale segment of the market because the retail buyers couldn't find inventory at all, so they were willing to provide an offer on anything, right? Those buyers have left the market. Obviously, the inflationary signs of the market are down now, so the deals are sitting on the market much longer. What an opportunity for investors who understand what's happening in the private equity space and can take advantage of the capital that's still available. What I thought was going to happen when the market slowed down is that people were going to bail out of funding deals. That's not at all what happened. The capital guys are more eager than ever to deploy capital. They just want to make sure. We talk about education-based funding on the show all the time. They want to make sure that the people who are getting that capital, i.e. you, are properly experienced or if not experienced are coupled with somebody who's got experience. Okay, So your mindset is that you want to think big on this. The tactic I want to go over is you have to understand the impact on foreclosures in the private equity market. It's still very strong right now, but the onslaught of foreclosures that is coming down the pike, we've seen certain areas where the foreclosure filings are up. 700%, okay, which is a lot percentage-wise, but because the number was so small, we're talking about going from single digits to double digits. It's still a big jump, but it's not as exciting as it's going to be by, I think, first or second quarter of next year. So that's going to weaken the market. So your key is not to wait till the market is weak. I need to pay attention here. It is not a good idea to wait till the market is weakened and then decide you want to establish relationships with your lenders, okay? They don't want to talk to you when the market's already weak. Your goal is to establish those relationships right now, okay? Because in doing so, you're going to be set up that when the market is already south, you've done a couple of deals, you've got the experience under your belt, and they're going to want to lend to experienced operators exclusively when the market's really bad. There's still a huge window of opportunity to get into this game, but it's going to close a little bit. Okay. And it's going to be very important for you to get in on board now because later on it's going to get tougher to get financing on these deals as the foreclosures start hitting the market. Again, my crystal ball is not working any better than it has in the past, but this is my prediction. And this article really supports the fact that private equity is already starting to see signs of weakness and it's just going to get worse from here. If you are very big on reading about financial data, I would encourage you to take a look at this article. Um, it does go into more detail on some of the things that are causing this reduction in the private equity market. But the point is, is you need to understand it's happening. That's number one. Number two, you need to get in front of it. So to get in front of it, you're going to want to set up a call with our lender, Traction Capital. That's our education-based partner who's going to help you to get broker deals right there in your market so you're ready to go and you're establishing those lender relationships. And it's not just about meeting the hard money lender. Know this. Lenders don't want to talk to you about the theory of doing deals. They've got a lot of money and they don't have much time. 
to deploy that capital. So if you don't have a deal, that conversation can be relatively short. But if you're establishing the relationship now and you're bringing deal flow in, they're going to start calling you. And that's what happened to me. The money guys started calling me and saying, do you have deals we could fund right now? And the answer was always, yeah. I mean, how much do you guys have available? You know, so establish these relationships with key lenders right now and get that going. To do that, you simply need to set up a coaching call, um, a coaching assessment. We're going to determine where you're at on the financials. We're going to get you in touch with the private and hard money lenders. And if coaching is not appropriate, at very least, getting you set up attraction capital to fund those deals um, before you need the funding is going to be critical. So that's the tool here. Your traction capital is your tool. An education-based funding partner that if you don't have the experience out there can partner you up with yours truly as your foreclosure deals coach and help you to do deals in lieu of getting the experience. You're going to be able to leverage my experience to get a better down payment, better interest rates, and better terms on the deals that you're doing because you're leveraging coaching to get a better deal done. Okay, so there's our mindset a little bit, the tactics that you want to take advantage of. As always, I want you to schedule a coaching call. But really, when you read this article, you're going to understand now is the time to jump into this because it's going to get increasingly difficult to find and do deal. Well, not find deals. What's going to be really painful is the deals are going to be everywhere. Okay. When the foreclosure market hits, it's going to, you, I could pick off a deal a day on the HUD foreclosure site in 2008, 2009. There was something to buy every single day because there was several hundred HUD foreclosures on the market. It was just kind of your pick of the litter. What got really tough was the financing relationships. Okay. And they don't want to deal with you when times are hard. They want to work with you when times are really good. Because that proves you can handle it. Then when times are hard, they're like, well, this is a sophisticated operator. We can give this guy or gal more money to do more deals. Okay. But anybody, literally anybody can do this. It is just a decision. It is just a process. And it's just getting the education to understand what's happening out there. As always, we're going to hop in and do our deal analysis of the week. This week, I'm bringing you Privy, as always, and showing you a property here on Windjammer. Now, we just, to get here, by the way, we did a search in Colorado Springs, Colorado for fix and flips at 75% ARV or less. Privy is going out there and filtering the market based on what it thinks is at 75% of the value. You certainly could do this in the MLS, okay? You could scour the market, and if you know all the neighborhoods and zip codes, you could find the deals without the Privy application. But look how fast I located everything that the AI thinks is at 75% or less. It's right there in front of you. It's super easy. This particular house on Windjammer, a little bit more than I want to invest in a house right now at $500,000, but it is a deal. And I'm going to explain why in just a minute. Okay. So if you're a little more capitalized or you, in this case, the neighborhood this is in, I grew up in 80920, the Briargate subdivision of Colorado Springs, Colorado. Um, it's a great area. So yes, you have to put a little more money into it to get into the deal, but worth it. First of all, let's analyze the house itself. Okay. You can see the front picture here, 2,400 square feet above grade, 1,200 square feet in the basement, grand total of 3,600 square feet, pretty good size house, which is another reason it's not necessarily a good idea for a rookie. Okay. Cause you're taking on a lot of house. You're taking on a higher expense. But again, if your capitalization is solid, you got a good amount of money to put down or you're already an experienced operator. This could be an excellent buy for someone who's got the factors that make this make sense. My general recommendation for my coaching clients is to go as inexpensively as possible, right? You generally want to buy properties at or below the median price of homes in the market. Currently, the median price retail is about five. It's a little over 500,000, but this is going to go into the six or even 700,000 range because of the size and the location of this property. So let's just take a quick look at the inside of it. 
so we can get a feel for it before we do our analysis. You can see here it's dated. It's got the wood trim, which kind of went out in the 90s, um, so a little bit dated there. The kitchen has been updated, but not great, right? Especially for a house at the price range we're looking to head into. We are very least going to have to paint those cabinets. More than likely, you're going to have to replace them. Uh, new backsplash. Appliances aren't bad, but again, the price range we're going to, likely we're replacing that. We might be able to salvage this flooring. Depending on how we match the color theme, um, it might be okay to keep that. But we won't know until we get there. It, this like you got the fireplace system here with a fire holder. This was so antiquated, but very popular in the eighties. This was a site of opulence, right? You had your wood burning fireplace and you had your little nook to sit the firewood in there. So that, that's kind of cool. More than likely we'd be replacing that or drywalling over that just to give it a more modern look, but you know, it depends. Um, carpet looks blast. We're probably replacing that at this price range, new vanities, you know, the wallpaper on the wall has got to go. Uh, I went over this too fast, but these glass doors, the mirror doors are super dated. So we'd be replacing those doors with nice sliders, et cetera. Um, so, you know, what we're going over is what the house is going to take. So far, it's pretty much just a cosmetic rehab, right? We're not doing major construction here. We're painting it. We're flooring it. We're doing some stuff to it, but we're trying to keep, especially if you're doing your first deal, you out of harm's way by doing a deal that's not going to be a ton of major construction. We don't want foundation issues or roof issues and all that stuff. Now, this house may have that, but we will determine that during the inspection. Our objective at this phase and the fine phase is just to find a deal and get an offer in so we can lock it down. Okay. This particular property has been listed for a while. Um, it, it shows seven days, but I've seen this for a bit. So I know for a fact, this has been on the market for a bit. They're at a half a million. What is it worth? What, what's this house going to retail for? Well, let's hop over to the comparables and find out. Right. And that's the other cool thing about privy is the deal analysis is so easy because with a click of a button, I can see all the neighborhood comparables for this property. There's a manual process for doing this in the MLS. And I was generally doing that two or three times a day. But now with privy, your time is valuable. Okay. So this application is cutting the amount of time it takes to get this stuff done because it's all here. It's all ready to go right here in your fingertips. So you can see here the distance um, from the subject property. What we want to sort by right now is sold date because we can't use the comparable sales that went in May or June because the market was just a crazy state in that point, right? But we can use the ones that went in November and December and, and even October so we can really see where the height of the market is during that time frame. We don't want to use the older comps. Because the market was a different space, interest rates were different. But if we've got some good comps in more recent, then that's how we're going to price this house out, right? So, we, first one that pops up um, went for five seventy five. That's a little low. I think we can beat that. And again, this is gut feel, right? I know the neighborhood a little bit, but I'm going. I'm using my market knowledge combining with the data that Privy provides, that's what you're bringing to the table. You've got a little bit of market knowledge and you're combining that with data to get the most accurate assessment of the value of this property. Here's a comp 0.37 miles away, a little bit newer. Ours was built in 86. This was 93. Went for 635. That seems feasible, right? I want to pop that one open and see what they did to it and compare the architecture a little bit to see if it's a drastic difference in the architecture. But you can see it's got the neutral gray paint tone that we're using. It's got nicer hardwood floors. It looks like a normal retail condition house, right? It's similar in square footage. It's similar in location because it's only about a half a mile away, 
right? They put in granite countertops. Note, it's still got the old oak cabinets, right? So theoretically, we could have the old oak cabinets. We don't necessarily need to replace them if the comps didn't. You're not doing flips like Chip and I joke about Chip and Joanna Gaines all the time. You're not doing flips like that. You're fixing to market. What that means is whatever the market is doing to get the property sold, we want to duplicate that effort and not over-improve the house, not under-improve the house. Just get it right to where the market will absorb it. And what we're seeing is oak cabinets, in this case anyway, sold the property. They got 635 for it. So that's, that, that's the side. If we're buying it, we don't even want to pay 500, right? It's been on the market a while. It's very difficult to sell a $500,000 fixer upper, right? A lot of people don't want to invest in a house, half a million dollars in a house, and they have to spend another 50, 60 grand fixing it up, right? That's a rare breed. That really just describes you and I as investors. Most people don't want to deal with that right? So we're going to come in a little bit lower, but what we're determining is where we're going to come in on this property. So 635 is one of our retail comps. Here's another one. It's a little bit newer than my likings because it was built in 1999, but went for 650. Here's one, 1999 again, but we got back to August and we don't want to use that comp because it's too old now. Okay. So generally speaking, it looks like we can get somewhere between 635 and 650 in remodeled condition. We're, they're asking half a million. What should we offer on this house? Well, it's been sitting for a bit. So I'm going to come in a little bit aggressively, probably at 450 or so, and then see where they counter us. Guys, you can't get emotionally attached to property before you own it. Okay. We're just playing a numbers game with these guys. Our first objective is to get it under contract at a number we think works. And then our second objective is to do an inspection on it, find the problems with the house and go back and renegotiate with the seller to get a lower price still. Okay. So my, uh, and obviously this is all theory, but if they're asking 500,000, I want to come in at 450, right? And then they're probably going to counter me, right? We end up at 475. Then we do an inspection. I find some issues that they're going to have to take care of for any buyer that buys this house, right? So we find issues that are going to be a problem for anybody who bought it. And we go back and say, okay, I'll accept your counter at 475. We do our inspection, find some issues and get them back down to 460. Or 465, right? But if you're unwilling to lowball a little bit, then you're not going to get the right deals, right? It's not about landing the deal on the first rodeo. It's about starting the negotiation, okay? So we're negotiating this from 500 to 450, back up to 460, 465, wherever we end up. And then we're expecting to spend whatever we think the rehab is going to be. It's a larger house. So I'm going to, it's all cosmetic though, right? So I'm thinking we're going to spend 60, right? And it's all of this is theory until we're under contract, okay? But if we're in it for, 60 and we spend 60,000 on the remodel, you're now out at 525 with a potential retail of 635. Right? Is that a deal? Absolutely it is. Okay? But we created that deal. A lot of people looking at the market from a purely retail perspective right now are saying there's still no deals on the market. There's actually more deals on the market than there have been in quite some time and they're sitting, but the negotiations got to be a lot stronger than it has been in the past. Okay. So we provide that negotiation. We teach you how to do that. My agent works with you. If you were in the local market, your agent where you're at is kind of, we're, we're helping that through that process, offer this, counter this, et cetera, and handholding you through every step of the process because it's very easy to get emotional about this. Okay. That's a huge error in the games get emotional, but it's very easy to do so. So by taking the emotions out of it and handholding you through getting that negotiation done, we don't win every negotiation. It's not even the goal with every negotiation. The goal is to be in enough negotiations that you win enough of them to sustain a, a sustainable business in foreclosure investing.
Okay. And over time, you're going to build a reputation for that. And then deals are going to start to find you. So that's what's happening with this particular deal. I would offer 450, see what the counter came back at, and then try to stay at 460 to 475, hoping to maintain a 60 to $70,000 remodel on the property and then selling it in the mid sixes, early to mid $600,000 range, fitting our need to make a minimum of $25,000, but hopefully doing a great deal more depending on what the spread is at the end of this. Remember your cost to sale goes up the higher the price of the house. You're paying more in commission now, right? You're paying more in hard money costs now because you're at a higher price point. So for all these reasons, you got to negotiate an even better deal. If they're unwilling to play ball, don't worry about it. What's the most powerful thing you can bring to the deal table? The ability to walk away, right? As long as you're not emotionally involved, there's a ton of other houses to look at in the market right now. If this one doesn't work, we'll just get the next one. But if you're really strong in a negotiating tactics and you will get better over time, you'll be able to negotiate deals day in and day out, make a lot of money doing this, change your life, alter your family tree, put more money in the bank, buy some passive rental income properties and all the stuff that you want to do. The very reason why you listen to the foreclosure deals coach podcast at all. All right. So we are well over time today. I'm going to drop this here. And I want to wrap up there because I try to keep these short and sweet. Your your action item today, understand what's happening in the private equity market. Let's set up that call and get going on getting you connected with Traction Capital, our education-based funding system. So as you get prepared to do the deals that are out there that you're finding on Privy, you're ready to go. You don't want to make those relationships when the market's already gone south. You want to do it right now. And, and once again, when you're doing your deals, don't get emotionally involved. Just shoot the offer, see what they say, and go from there. Eventually, you will land a deal. It just takes patience and poise. I promise you it always pays off if you stick to it. With that, this is Donnie Corum, your foreclosure deals coach. Thanking you so much for tuning in each and every single week to the Foreclosure Deals Coach podcast and reminding you now and always, don't buy a house, buy a deal. Thank you for tuning in to the Foreclosure Deals Coach Podcast. If you like what you heard here today, remember new episodes are uploaded weekly. Subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast. Do you want more of the Foreclosure Deals Coach? Are you ready to learn the mindset, tactics, and tools required to be a successful real estate investor? If so, click the link below to schedule a one-on-one coaching call today with Donnie Corum, the Foreclosure Deals Coach, to determine if coaching is right for you. And remember, don't buy a house, buy a deal.